God is with you. Let us pray. Flowing spirit, living water, mother of creation, refresh our hearts, inspire our gifts, and make us a sign of all the world's communion with you through Jesus Christ, who quenches our thirst. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. 
then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm for today is Psalm 104, which in honor of Pentecost we'll read in various languages. O Lord, how manifold are your works, and wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures, yonder is a great and wide sea with many to number. All of them look to you. You send forth your spirit, and they are created. And so may the glory of the Lord endure. May the Lord rejoice. You look at the earth and it trembles. You touch the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to you long as I live. I will praise my God while I have my O my soul. Hallelujah. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Gospel of the Lord. God of love and wonder, we come together today with a love that knows no boundaries a love that overcomes isolation, fear, and death. Remind us of what is possible and lead us into life everlasting. Amen. The summer after sixth grade, I went to a camp in Indiana. 
like many camps, it was situated beside a lake. There were log cabins, activities like archery and rocket building. Unlike most camps, this was a military academy. No, it was not a punishment for my rebellious activity. It was a family tradition in my stepfather's family. So, 12-year-old me hopped on a plane alone from California and flew to Chicago O'Hare. After baggage claim, I found the camp bus. And when I got aboard, I was surprised to find no one speaking English. I soon discovered that the camp was wildly popular with wealthy Mexican families. They'd send their kids up to refine their English for six weeks every summer. There were also kids from the deep south in Texas. There were kids from the Caribbean, South America, China, and Europe. It was the first time that I'd been in a cosmopolitan setting. It was the first time I learned about other cultures, their candy, their traditions, their languages. I felt like I was witnessing superpowers whenever kids would start speaking in another language. There were even kids who spoke three, four, and five languages. Kids would teach other kids new phrases and bad words in their language. There always seemed to be someone with whom the foreign kids could speak. Except... Except this one Italian kid. His name was Stefano. Stefano was skinny and more than a little bit socially awkward. But the poor kid spoke zero English. As luck would have it, there wasn't anyone in the lower camp that spoke Italian. So poor Stefano struggled. He kept to himself, never got chosen for sports, always got made fun of. He also was the least intuitive military personality I ever saw. He couldn't march in pace. He didn't understand posture. He didn't clean his cabin or fold his clothes or learn to make his bed military style. Stefano was alone. About four weeks into the six-week camp, some counselors heard about an Italian in the upper camp, the high school-age folks. So on a Sunday, a few of us used hand gestures to make Stefano follow us across the campus to the upper camp. We arrived at the super cool upper school like snack and game center known simply as the shack. And there he was, this Italian guy. We coaxed Stefano over to him, and the older guy greeted Stefano in Italian. And immediately, Stefano's face lit up. His whole body seemed to change. He blossomed. They spoke quickly back and forth, and as they spoke, Stefano became someone else. He was transformed. Transformed by being 
understood. Such is the power of the Acts passage today. People from all over the world have come to Jerusalem. Suddenly they're greeted with their native languages. They are understood. People from all over the world came together and are understood. It is an amazing moment. In certain sects of Christianity, it is a sign of the Spirit to speak in tongues. Sometimes it goes hand in hand with handling snakes and drinking strychnine. Now, to most of us, that seems pretty weird. It seems more like folk magic than orthodoxy, or maybe something like Harry Potter and his ability to talk to snakes. But even mainstream academics have a certain respect for speaking in tongues, or as it is formally termed, glossolalia. I don't have any personal experience with glossolalia, It's not something I either know or pursue, but I know this, the proof is in the pudding. Speaking in tongues is only valuable to the extent to which it is understood. Like any language, its meaning comes in understanding. Last week, we talked about glory. We talked about how glory comes in relationship, the Father and the Son, Jesus and the Creator, and ultimately, all of us stitch together in the single garment of destiny. Here in John 7, we have another reference to Jesus' glory, God's glory coming with the Spirit. In Acts The coming of the Spirit brings God's glory by uniting these disparate people. It's like the reverse of the Tower of Babel. Suddenly everyone understands one another. And it is glorious. The last several years, it's been hard to see the stark political divisions in this country. It's like folks are speaking different languages. Conservatives and liberals do not understand one another at all. I like that during the pandemic, families have been reunited. People are living together, understanding one another just a little bit more. Did you notice how the Acts reading starts? When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place. All together in one place. I wish we could all be together in one place. That will come, and hopefully soon. In the meantime, we have the opportunity to let the Spirit lead us. We have the opportunity to comfort those in need. Remember Jesus' other term for the Spirit in John. The paraclete. The advocate. The comforter. The one who brings comfort. The one who understands. 
as we all start to adjust to the transition into post-quarantine, there will be struggle, there will be confusion, there will be people in great discomfort with their physical limitations, with their role in an economy that has seen 40 million people unemployed, with the great uncertainty of a pandemic that has killed over 100,000 people in the U.S. alone. There will be struggle, but we can bring comfort. We can bring comfort now. Bring comfort to the family of George Floyd. Bring comfort to the protesters all across the nation. Bring comfort to the people who have been forgotten, who've died innocently. We can comfort. We can listen. We can try to understand. To be the voice of compassion, a comforting presence, whether we are physically with others or not. It makes no difference. The Spirit can fill our houses and enter our locked doors. And it can teach us comfort. Teach us to listen and understand whatever language people speak. Whatever struggles come, we can be there. So, like the prophet Joel said, everyone, everyone, everyone can know God's comfort. Amen. The mustard seed this week is to read the Bible in a language that is not your native tongue. You can read a verse, a psalm, a chapter, whatever. Just read something familiar and hear what it sounds like to you in a different translation. Have a great week. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute. For the prisoners and captives. And for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, 
For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray for all who are sick and afraid, for the houseless and the mentally ill, for the marginalized and the victimized. We pray especially for the memory of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, for the people of Minneapolis, for the end to racism, for there never, ever to be another senseless killing of an innocent black person at the hands of the police in this country. We pray for Joan, Robert, Barbara, Callie, Diane, Sophie, Stephen, Tristan, Amelia, for all the unemployed, for UCSB and all the students and teachers, for all who are working through the virus, for all who are struggling with the uncertain future, for a sign of life to come. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Peace to love and serve the Lord.